You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Spring is sprung. Grills are grilling, smokers are smoking, and you are thinking about buying that brand new grill for this season. We're going to help you figure out what's going to be the best option for you. Stay tuned. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Yeah, we are talking about purchasing that brand new grill. Everybody wants a new grill, right? Everybody's looking for something to get them going and motivated this summer for the backyard barbecue, cooking up some awesome food for friends and family and neighbors and and just having a good time getting out of the house and firing up that grill. There's just nothing like it. And so we're going to be looking at and, th- and talking about how to figure out what is going to be the best option for those in the market for a new grill. There's lots of options out there. A lot of folks want to jump right in and talk about whether or not they want gas or charcoal or whether they want a new pellet grill or something along those lines. But there's a few things I think we need to talk about before we get into some of those specifics. So let's render all of this down, chew the fat a little bit, and figure out, you know, what's what's going to be the best option for you. And in future programs, we're going to go a little bit further of a, a deeper dive into this subject and break down some of the more popular grills, um, specifically, you know, on char- the charcoal line. We'll look at the pellet line. We'll look at some of the gas grills that are out there and hopefully get help you to be informed and make the best decision possible. But before we get into all of that, a few things that you guys need to really be considering and think about, and that is, you know, are there any restrictions where you live? You know, some folks are living in apartments or a rental home, and I've seen this over and over again where somebody goes and buys a grill, they get it back to their place just to find out from you know whoever it is they're renting from that they don't allow either grills at all or that particular type of grill. They don't want charcoal grills. If you're going to have one, you have to have uh, a gas grill or maybe, you know, electric or something like a pellet. But, uh, you know, sometimes there's no restrictions. Sometimes it's something where if you're going to grill, you have to pull it out away from the building. I've had uh, some friends who lived in apartments. They were allowed to have grills, but they couldn't grill on their little patio. They had to pull their grill out away so many feet, you know, in order to use it. So there's lots of things that need to be considered. Of course, if you're a homeowner or uh, you know, renting a home, you know, it'd be great. Make sure you check with the landlord. But if you own a home, obviously, <laughs> you probably not have to worry about uh, some of these things that we are talking about. And of course, 
you know, what kind of space do you have, right? Say, say the, there, there's no restrictions that you really have to consider. That That's not a, a deal breaker that you can go with whatever you decide to go with. Well, you really need to consider the space that you're going to be putting a grill in. You know, are you, do you have a patio? Do you have a deck? Do you have electricity run? A lot of folks don't even think about things like this because they, they just think, oh, you can just go out, fire up a grill and, and get to cooking. And anymore, a lot of these grills that people are using, you know, if it's not a gas grill uh, or, or just a plain charcoal grill, you talk about the pellet grills. They require electricity. You got to be able to plug them up, plug them in. And also, you know, what kind of space do you have? Is it covered or not? Are you able to pull it inside? Some folks are, you know, they got their grills in their garage. They just pull it out when they use it and roll it back in when they're done, which it works. You know, if that's if that's your situation, then that's that's what you're going to do, and that that's fine. But Again, with some of these grills, with the electronics that are on them, you have to have it either in a covered area or you have to have a cover on it uh, to protect some of the electronics, it, which, you know, you would think these companies would do a better job knowing that, you know, grills are made for outdoors, right? I mean, you, this thing is going to be outside, outdoors. And so you would weatherproof, waterproof, rainproof, whatever it is that needs to be proofed so it can sit out there and, and uh, you know, do what needs to be done. But they don't. They haven't gone to those extremes. Uh, and certainly not in the entry level and mid-tier level when it comes to, you know, the cost of grills. You know, you, you really got to consider some of those things. And and so I want to throw that out there first and foremost because a lot of folks just go out, they look at a grill, and then they don't take into consideration some of the things that we've just mentioned. But, uh, you know, hopefully that gets the ball rolling, gets your mind to thinking. And, you know, if if you got questions, you know, you got something you want us to specifically deal with when it comes to a certain or particular type of grill, whether it's charcoal, gas, pellet, stick burners, whatever it is, you shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com, and we'll do our best to incorporate some of your questions into our future episodes to help you make an informed decision and, and purchase something that's not going to be uh, regrettable, right? And a lot of times we buy something, we get home and we think, man, I, you know, I, I should have waited or I should have got this or that or you know, I bought something with a certain feature that I just don't use. It sounded cool at the store, which is, again, one of those things that a lot of these grill companies gotten so gimmicky, right? They've got all these little options, all these little things on their grills, and and it's just, it sounds cool. It sounds neat. You think about all the things you can do with it, and then ultimately it comes down, you just don't use it. You know, there, there was a grill that uh, we checked out a couple of weeks ago that had uh, an air fryer on it. And I, I don't know, man. I, it just, you know, air fryers have come a long way. And, you know, to have a grill with a built-in air fryer that is, you know, run off of propane. And I, I don't, it just, it was a lot of gimmicky stuff. 
that was there. And so I, you know, I just caution you, be really careful about getting caught up in some of those things that, uh, that, you know, these grill manufacturers are throwing on their grills and, and, uh, you know, trying to sell to people that they're just not going to use. It's just really a waste of money. And, And not only that, a lot of folks, they don't look beyond two or three years. They go out and they buy the cheapest thing possible and, uh, and and they use it for two or three years, and they go back out, you know, another two years and buy another one, and you know that one gets thrown away because it rusts out. It's it you know it's got holes all over it, and uh, it didn't last, you know. And you get what you pay for, certainly. And some people are fine with that. They're fine with you know buying something cheap. It lasts in a couple of years, throw it away, and go get a new one. But there's something to be said about looking at grills as an investment. And and I'm not talking about necessarily completely breaking the bank, but you know, at least looking at grills that you know have really good warranties, whether it's a, a 5 or 10 year warranty or even a lifetime warranty on some of these grills where yeah, it's a buy once cry once kind of situation. And and maybe you need to wait another year to save up the money to get something that you're that's going to last a lifetime you know you don't you're not going to go out and buy you know every two or three years it's going to last you no less than you know five ten years anyway depending on the type of grill you get and like i said some of them is going to be lifetime investments that that you know it's going to be one of those things that you're going to pass down to uh you know to your heirs because they're going to last forever you get these ceramic grills with lifetime warranties and and you've got guys that are cooking on them for 20, 30, 40 years and going strong, right? I mean, the, the, the grills are still lasting. And, and if something happens to them, you know, from, from use, then the manufacturer replaces it. You know, they're, they're out there. And so, you know, what do you want what can you afford and and um you know are are you willing to wait and and make an investment um you know I, I think a lot of folks don't even realize that's an option right they just look at it as uh you know they they've always bought the cheapest thing and and they know they're going to have to replace it and and they've really never even considered you know looking at warranties looking at investments in grills that uh, are going to last and that are able to do anything and everything they would want to do outside. So, uh, you know, that that's definitely something that I think you should be thinking about it. And, and next is what are you going to cook? You know, what type of food and I don't know, technique, maybe, you know, what, what are you going to be doing with the grill? Do you want a smoker? Do you want to just simply grill burgers and brats and and steaks and hot dogs and chicken, maybe some chicken wings and vegetables and and that's the extent of it. That's that's all you plan on doing. It's all you really think about doing. Uh, maybe ribs occasionally, or do you want to get into pulled pork and brisket and, and longer, slow, you know, lower temp, smoke flavored cooks. Uh, or even high temp breads and pizzas and and just you know 
outdoor kitchen type uh, cooking. You know, what, what is your intent? And, and be realistic about answering that question. You know, oh, yeah, it'd be great to do briskets, but, you know, you, you talk to a lot of people, they're, they're afraid of it. They, they just don't think they'll ever do it. And so, you know, they don't need a grill that can handle you know, a large 15 to 18 pound whole packer brisket. They don't plan on doing that. Uh, and so it, it's not something necessary to look for when it comes to space. How many people are you going to be cooking for? Uh, and and again, what type of cooks are you going to be doing? So, so those are some of the things I think first and foremost you need to answer and get out of the way uh, when you begin to look for a new grill. You know, don't just automatically jump to, oh, I want a charcoal grill or I want a gas grill or I want a pellet grill because they all have their place. They all excel at various things and they all have their cons. They're, they all have pitfalls, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you got to figure out which one outweighs the other when it comes to the cooks that you're going to be doing. And so we're going to break that down. We're going to render this and figure out what's going to be you know, the best for your particular situation, at least give you some ideas and, and things to consider and think about. So we'll get to that in just a second. Kickashbasket.com. For all your grilling accessory needs, whether you want some charcoal management with the Kickash basket, you want easy cleanup with the Kickash can, you want heat resistant gloves, you want a torch to light that fire. And just make all your cooking and grilling experiences so much better. You need to check out the accessories they've got over at kickashbasket.com. Chad and Tracy over there are great folks. They've done a great job putting together, manufacturing, and making the best accessories and developing the things that just make grilling life so much easier and so much better. Tell them Blind Grillin' sent you kickashbasket.com. So some of the next things that we really want to jump into now are going to be the, the type of cooking. You know, because there, there's going to be folks that are like, I do not want a gas grill. I'm tired. You know, my, <laughs> you know we've had gas grills. We, we've got griddles, right? we got a griddle, a flat top which runs on propane. So it's it's not like we are limited out there, but we've had some gas grills in times past, your traditional gas grill, you're doing the burgers and the um, the wings and 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 things on, not a not a griddle, but a traditional gas grill. And to be honest with you, my wife hated it. I didn't care for it as much. I mean, it it served the purpose that it was made for and that we used it for, but you know, my wife loves charcoal, and that's what she wanted. And there's a lot of folks out there that are that way. They don't want gas. They know they don't want gas. And, but, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so they just automatically think, oh, charcoal. And it's easy to find people that have problems with pellet grills and, and not always the easiest to find people that have had awesome and wonderful experiences with pellet grills and tell you everything great about them. It, it, sometimes it's hard to find that balance of things. And so a lot of folks don't even realize some of the benefits. You know, when they don't want gas, they think the only other option is charcoal. And, and pellet grills might be a really good option for some folks that are out there. And so 
uh, you know, that's something we're going to explore and we're going to look at and we're going to talk about. But those are really the three main types of grills, I think, that are on people's radar. You know, the gas grill, the pellet grills, and and the charcoal grills. Um, and so this is where we'll probably spend most of our time. I will mention in passing that there are electric smokers that are out there. And generally what my experience and, and what I have found, while people can get some good results with electric smokers, they are usually a companion smoker, right? They That someone's got a grill that they're using for hot and fast stuff, you know, quick things. And then, you know, the 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 grill that they've got, which is usually a gas grill or a, a small charcoal grill, you know, doesn't do the low and slow smoking or they don't know how to do it. So they, they go to the electric smoker and, and they add that to their arsenal. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I've seen in, in my experience. And I know there's going to be exceptions to that. Not everyone's going to be that way, but that's kind of where that electric smoker falls into, into line. It's very limited in what you can do with it. Uh, and, you know, and if it, if it serves your purpose, it serves your purpose. If you're willing to, to learn how to use it and, and play around with it and, and figure out how to get the best results possible with it, um, then more power to you, you can do it. But, um, uh, I'm, I'm really wanting to focus more on a grill that can do what you want it to do. All right. Without having to go and, you know, Oh, I got a gas grill. Now I got to get an electric smoker and then, you know, and, and start adding all of these things to it because there are grills out there that will do everything and especially do everything that you want to do. And the question is, you know, are you just, are you willing to learn how to do it on those grills and put in the time and the effort and enjoy the results. So that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. Now, with that said, there's the stick burners, right? A lot of folks look at the offset smokers where you've got your fire chamber and this big barrel. You open up, that's where you're putting all your, your meats and, and things for low and slow cooking. And then you got your firebox either running back on the backside or to one side, and you can grill over the charcoal or the wood, you know, over in the firebox itself. But the main cooking is going to happen in the big smoke chamber, you know, where you're going to be doing more of the low and slow cooks, you know, the bigger chunks of meat, pulled pork, brisket, ribs, uh, whole chickens, half chickens, things like that. So, uh, you know, again, it, it can be rather limiting and there is definitely a bigger learning curve and more attention that has to be paid to, you know, babysitting the fire. And, and, and that's definitely, there, there's a niche there that people like, people love and want to get into and, and stick with. Uh, but again, generally, I think, uh, you know, folks are, you know, that, that, that's going to be a little bit more limiting or limited in the number of folks that really want to get into that or, they're going to get into the other three first, the gas pellet or, or charcoal, and they're going to add a stick burner later. And so, so, you know, it's not that I'm not giving those consideration. I'm just trying to think what's going to be the best way to present this information for you to make, you know, the, the best decision possible. So that's, that's kind of been my thought process and breaking this down and looking at, uh, the you know and why I'm focusing on the gas pellet and, and charcoal 
grills. Now, with all of that said, there's there, there's a lot to be said for all of these grills. There's there's the pros and the cons, and you know it's going to come down to first of all, you what you're familiar with, what you know, what you think you know, and what you're willing to learn, as well as you know what you plan on cooking, as we mentioned earlier. So as we get into this. Those are the things that you really need to keep in mind. Uh, it, and and that's what I want to do. I want to break this down in, in future podcasts and, and look at each grill category independently. I will say this for you know this podcast. If you are just one of those that you, you know what you want, you, you know, you know you want to grill, and that's it. You're not going to be doing you know, the big smoking of, of large cuts of meat, you're going to be throwing on burgers, brats, hot dogs, chicken breasts, chicken wings, you know, steaks, grilling some vegetables. And it's strictly grilling. Gas has a great, you know, spot in there. You, you're probably going to eliminate, for the most part, pellet grills, right? B- because it, it they're not necessary if that's all you're going to be doing. And they're not the best option out there if that's what you're going to be doing. Now, if you think you want to do something else later down the road, you know, that 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 can be something we can look at. But if you know that this is what you're going to do, you're just going to be sticking with the grilling. This is this is what you're doing. This is where you're going to be at. A gas grill can be a good option for you. You know, you can look at various, you know, types of 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 grills when it comes to how many burners, but you know, whether it's a three burner, four burner, a smaller grill, if it's not very many of you, you don't cook for a lot of people, not a big family. Maybe it's just, you know, a husband and wife or, or, you know, a single guy doesn't really uh, do a lot for other people. You know, you don't need necessarily a big grill, but you know, for, for gas grills, there's definitely some cheapos and there's some good quality, grills out there, some that have some really good warranties that will go up to 10 years, you know, that you know, nothing's going to rust out or nothing, you know, and something happens, they'll replace it. Um, you know, certain parts, maybe, you know, five years as opposed to the 10 year on the you know body of the grill. But still, you're going to get, uh, you know, several years out of it. And for the money over that period of 10 years, you'll spend less on that grill on sometimes than you would buying a new cheap grill every two years, you know, that just doesn't last. It rusts out. The burners go bad, whatever else happens to it, because it it's cheap. And, and, uh, usually when it's something cheap like that, you don't take care of it nearly as, as well. And so, you know, when you, take the time to investigate and find out the warranties and, and all the options that are out there in these gas grills. There, there's some really good things out there. Uh, but let's say you're, you occasionally do some grilling, but you really want, you know, to do some uh, more smoking of meats, but you want ease of use. You know, you want the more set it and forget it. You, you don't want, as big of a learning curve and um, you know that that's where pellet grills are going to come in 
pellet grills are going to allow you to do a lot of really nice low and slow cooking. You know, some of them allow for searing. Some of them allow for higher heat temps. There, there's little tips and tricks and workarounds. You know, the, the old school pellet grills, the biggest complaint people had is, you know, I can't sear on it. I can't, you know, I can do you know, smoke a steak, but I can't then get a nice sear on it, you know, at the end of the cook. And so they, you know, talk bad about them in that respect. And pellet grills have come a long way. They still do really good when it comes to the low and slow cooks, but they've also come a long way when it comes to the options uh, for searing, whether it is adding some, you know, grill grate brand grill grates to allow for better temperature, uh, you know, high heat searing. These pellet grills are getting up to five to 600 degrees uh, on their temperature controls. They've got uh, searing options where you can uh, slide a little plate over and it opens up the, you know, to a direct heat over the fire pot to get that heat well up there. You've got pellet grills that have boxes that you can put charcoal or wood in that allow you to, you know, enhance, you know, that experience and, and almost like a dual fuel kind of thing. And so there's a lot of options that are out there today that they've come a long way. The problem with pellet grills is, first of all, you have to have electricity to be able to plug it in. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of electronics, things that can go wrong with them if, you know, if you don't take care of them. And not all of them are accessible for someone who's blind or visually impaired. That That's an issue as well. And so it's not always, you know, oh, I can connect it and open up an app and it's going to work. No, there are companies, and I'll just name one right now, a, a company that I love their products as a whole, Camp Chef. I have Camp Chef grills. I know a, a lot of blind folks who have the older Camp Chef pellet grills that were manual setting, and then they could count the clicks and know where it is, but they've all gone to these Wi-Fi smart controllers, and Camp Chef has done nothing to make them accessible. And so if it's someone who is blind or visually impaired needing you know accessibility options, as much as I love Camp Chef and all the great uh, features that they have on their grills, they suck when it comes to accessibility. And, and hopefully that's going to change. But as of right now, it, it, it's, it's terrible, absolutely terrible. And I would say don't do it. Don't get a Camp Chef pellet grill that's Wi-Fi. Now, they're flat tops. I mean, you know, we're just talking about knobs that turn on flat top griddles. The great quality, great stuff. You know, all their stuff is good quality made. It, it just, if you're expecting, you know, accessibility from Wi-Fi controllers, it, it's not there. Um, so now other grills have it, and we're going to get into that in future podcasts. I've got some guests lined up, I think, that... Uh, have a better handle on some of the accessibility options of pellet grills that'll come on and and talk to us about that, you know. But but pellet grills can be a good option. They really can be a great option, you know, for those who are you know uh, you, you wanting things to be a little easier, a little bit more controlled, and you know have a wider gamut of 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 cooks that they want to do. Uh, and so don't count pellet grills out. You know, uh, they're 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 right. There's a reason why 
it's not just gas and charcoal. There's a reason why I'm saying, you know, pellet grill needs to be on your radar when it comes to grills and smokers to consider. And then, of course, there's the charcoal, right? The standby, the one that everybody really, truly thinks of, you know, I want charcoal flavor. I want that grill flavor, the smoke flavor. I I want, you know, that experience, the live fire experience. And, you know, some, you know, those who are blind or visually impaired sometimes get a little intimidated by it. But again, there are workarounds. There's ways that we can do this safely and grills that make it easy for charcoal cooking. And there are charcoal grills that are really good at grilling and not so great at smoking. And there's grills that are really great at smoking and not so great at grilling uh, when it comes to charcoal. And, And then there are grills that do it all, right? The ceramic grills that will do everything from low and slow to hot and fast to baking pizzas, breads, desserts. I mean, anything and everything. Uh, and the same with these grills, you know, that we talked about with gas grills, looking at warranties, you know, there's a lot of great grill manufacturers out there that put a lot of pride into their product and workmanship and use great material as far as the metals that are used and have wonderful warranties, you know, up to 10-year warranties. And then, of course, there's the ceramic grills that have lifetime warranties, not all ceramic grills. But a lot of you know, the three main brand ceramic grills, such as Big Green Egg, Primos, and Camadu Joe, I mean, they've got these lifetime warranties. If something goes wrong, they replace it, and they're really good about, you know, honoring those warranties. So, um, you know, those are some things that really need to be considered. Now, those are definitely investments. Those are not, you know, that's something that you're not going to buy you know, every couple of years, this is something, you know, buy once, cry once, and then you've got to grill for a lifetime, uh, but they'll do everything. And so, uh, you know, that's, you know, where are you at? What do you, you know, what would you like to have and what are you willing to do to get it? Uh, sometimes is, is some of the questions we need to answer and, and think about. Um, and so we're going to break down some of the charcoal grills, the cons, pros, benefits, Things, you know, look for maybe some things to stay away from and, uh, you know, help you make those decisions. But in the meantime, you got questions for us. You want to talk about, you know, want us to talk about certain types of grills. Uh, you got a specific pro or con you want us to deal with, a specific type of cook you want to do, or a range of cooks that you know you want to do, right? I want to high heat sear a steak, but I also want to be able to throw on a big pork butt low and slow or, you know, whole packer brisket and get the the best results. You know, what where am I going to be at? What what kind of grill should I be looking at and considering? And so we're we're going to break that down for you. But shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. That that's the kind of questions we're looking for right now. Blindgrilling at gmail.com. Let us help you. Uh, as best we possibly can, because this, uh, I, I think you'll get a lot out of this podcast as we render all of this uh, down and, uh, you know, help you chew on the fat a little bit. So that's what we're going to be involved in the next few podcast episodes. Shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. 
Barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.